This is JFM Podcast. Democracy is beyond elections and elected officials. It's about you, policies, building a reliable system, and holding political office holders accountable. It took a principled stand that the presidency must return to South. And he has the courage to stand by his conviction. May I therefore call on my brothers who feel the plans of their parties to come, let us work and work together to salvage the battle. Join us to discuss the making democracy work for all with Christy every Friday 9 to 10 a.m. on J101.9 FM brought to you by Accountability Lab Nigeria. My Nigeria people, as you know, say three people no fist stand two two. Now all of us gather get this country, plus including the about uh, 29 million of us will be persons with disability. Our law for Nigeria talk say people with disability they get right to they get right to education, employment, healthcare, social security, access to public places and transportation, plus including freedom from discrimination. In fact, yeah, five percent for public worker must to be people with disability. You know, we refuse them work on top say they get disability or any company or office where they do that the fine now 500,000 naira you self do what you feel do make this law cash well well for our country make your office and environment they accessible inclusive make it they conducive I beg make this country they say really well for our people them with the persons with disability now, SPPG Diversity, Inclusion, and Social Justice Capstone Group bring Guna this message where Accountability Lab Nigeria supports them. Morning and welcome to J101.9 FM. This is Making Democracy Work, a program brought to you by Accountability Lab Nigeria. It seeks to help us understand even more, you know, when you hear democracy is government of the people, by the people, for the people, to help us understand what it truly entails, what a democracy should look like how to sustain our democracy. Because recently, in recent time, we've seen how, you know, several countries in West Africa have, you know, democracy has failed in those regions. And it, it makes this program even more timely because the importance of a, demo, of a democracy to a society has been, you know, it's something that we can't overemphasize. It's something that we take seriously and be able to do our part just so that we can sustain the dividends of democracy. I'm Christy Pamakut. I'll be taking you through the hour on democracy or making democracy work for all. Comes your way every Fridays from 9 to 10 a.m. And today we will be looking at, you know, why democracy is failing in West Africa and what can be done to strengthen it. So if you're on our social media uh, uh, platform, you can drop your comment, your contribution there 
and when the phone lines open you would also have an opportunity to tell us your thoughts on that this is a show that tries to promote you know positivity progress enlightenment so that we can all move together and walk together towards the sustainability of Nigeria's democracy and I'm Christy Pamakut and uh, I'll be coming back with with some major stories that, that that have you know made the rounds this week and you can also chip in tell us what stories you're following and which ones appeal to you the most my Nigeria people, as you know, say three people no fee stamp two two. Now all of us gather get this country, plus including the about uh, twenty nine million of us will be persons with disability. Our law for Nigeria talk to say people with disability they get right to they get right to education, employment, healthcare, social security, access to public places and transportation, plus including freedom from discrimination. In fact, yeah, five percent for public worker must to be people with disability. You know, fee refuse them work on top say they get disability or any company or office where they do that they find now 500,000 naira you self do what you feel to make this law cash well well for our country make your office and environment they accessible inclusive make it they conducive I beg make this country they say really well for our people them will be persons with disability now SPPG Diversity Inclusion and Social Justice Capstone Group bring una this message where Accountability Lab Nigeria supports them Great to have you here with us on J101.9 FM. Making Democracy Work is the, is, is the program. And I'm Christy Pam Makut. Like I said earlier, we will be looking at why democracy is failing in West Africa and what we can do to strengthen our democracy. And before we get into that conversation uh, with my guest already seated, let's just, uh, I'm just going to go through a little uh, of some of the things that will happen in the polity and then we go straight into the conversation for today. We saw this week that the president, that's Bola Chinubu, has sent in uh, 19 fresh ministerial nominees for screening at the National Assembly. He earlier sent in 28 and now he has sent in another 19 other, you know, candidates for screening. We also saw the, saw the APC NEC confirming Ganduje, that's former governor of Kano State, and as the national chairman of that party, and Bashiru as secretary. Ganduje and Bashiru plays Abdullah Adamu and Yolau Misore, who resigned in July. And then coming to, you know, the NLC protest that we Nigerians have been waiting for. We saw that protest, even though some people were, you know, quite skeptical about it happening. But we saw it, you know, on the 2nd of August, people came out, the NLC came out. And after that first day, the NLC came out to say, oh, the, the, the protest has been suspended. And then they reeled out some of the resolutions after sitting with President Bola Tinubu to include the, that, that commit to maintaining the required vigilance needed to hold government accountable in its assurance in its assurances and governance in general to commit to the terminal date of August 19th within which the issues around the petroleum price hike will be agreed given the assurance 
of the president and the National Assembly. And the, to go on total strike across the country, any day labor leaders are summoned to court by the government through the National Industrial Court. And these are some of the the resolutions that you know were, uh, they came about after sitting with the president. And so uh, we hope that whatever it is, it will yield the desired result that Nigerians want to see. We also saw, you know, regarding the doctor's strike, resident doctors have been on strike, and, you know, the Nigerian government is saying that they have invoked the no-walk, no-pay policy. And uh, uh, we will be following that event and see how it unfolds. But right now, let me just introduce my guest to you. Uh, he is Mr. Nabugu Chizoba. He's a public affairs analyst and a development consultant. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, Christy. I know, like any other Nigerian, you've been following the happenings. A lot, a lot has just been happening in recent time. And we see from, you know, I, I've talked about the, the NLC protest. I've talked about the resident doctors. I've talked about, you know, the APC bringing in a former governor of Kano State as the national chairman, I mean, I mean, a lot has been happening around, around the polity. What can you say about some of these things? Uh, I will not really be too keen about discussing those ones. Uh, I will follow it more from the uh, protests that the real people of Nigeria have not done. And uh, those who are occupying offices, whether as labor, whether as coming from the government, they are just demonstrating because uh, there is something they are losing that they are not getting. But the real people, they are not getting anything and they have not started demonstrating. And this is why the leadership must be very careful. Because and the leadership if, of NLC? No, the, the leaders in Nigeria, Nigeria, whether they are representing labor, whether they are representing okay. uh, ASU, whether they are the people elected and appointed, whatever they are doing cannot be compared with the anger of the masses. And this is why they must be very careful, because if they happen to move the masses to the streets, sincerely speaking, the story will not be anything palatable to anybody. What they are doing now, whether they go, they have their meeting and there is agreement, one question anybody must ask, are these issues and promises the things that will address the core need of Nigerians? If you ask me, I will say no. Hmm. Moving forward. Um, the emergence of a governor who has been there for eight years that we cannot really say what he gave to the state. Coming now as the chairman of APC at a time that Nigerians are looking for real agendas of development. If a person could not thrive at a state level, is this person likely to thrive when he's looking at issues that has to do with Nigeria generally? What were his artisans? What were his outputs? What did he produce when either as a private sector person or wherever he is? The last test is being uh, in the hem of affairs in his state, Kanu, Kanu State. And now he is to saddle a party like APC at a time that there is a heavy crisis within the APC, heavy uh, issues within the Nigerian system politically, and then add to the economic hardship that Nigerians are facing. I don't think that the party APC has shopped very well to get who will do the job. It also shows that APC as a party is not yet looking at addressing the problem of Nigeria, but at addressing the needs of individuals. Mm. 
That is very, very terrible. It is not expected that these kind of things will be happening now. If they really understand that people are suffering, I think they should apologize to Nigerians. And the same man will come out to Nigerians and say, no, with the way I have seen you feel, I have a reason to withdraw. And he will regain his honor. You know, when I listen to you talk, I just remember Martin Luther King saying, the patience of a burdened people will not hold forever. So sometimes we don't take for granted that Nigerians have been patient. So I, I think leaders, our leaders, need to look inward and try to really address these issues if we must move forward to avoid any... Yeah, and uh, they should do that quickly because for now, Nigerians are seeing them as uh, leaders. Mm. But the truth is that if Nigerians are to see them as uh, who they are, they are really imposters. Now that Nigerians are not really seeing them that way, they should act fast so that mm. they will go with that honor. Mm. Once they see them as impersonators, once they see them as imposters, it sincerely gets, speaking. It gets difficult it, to, yes, to change that image. Change. Well, which brings us to our main you know, focus of discourse. We've you know, seen what's happening in the Nigerian Republic and uh, uh, like everybody else outside of that region, we, we've just been watching in awe, you know, how, you know, the military has taken over that country. Uh, General Abdurrahmani Tishani, that's the, that the Niger school leader, he has declared that he will not bow down to pressure, you know, to reinstate the post-president Mohamed Bazoum criticizing the sanctions that, you know, the ECOWAS and other parties have, you know, imposed on that country. And, and, and you know, Nigeria, our president is the head of, you know, ECOWAS. And, you know, uh, we've seen how civilians also come, come, came out to support even the military junta in that region. Uh, and, and it just brings me to ask importantly, you know, this question, how seriously should you know west africa west african countries you know how serious should we take you know what is happening in niger republic uh, what is happening in niger republic to me is unpalatable it is not what anybody should uh, support for whatever reason but again once that is said we go back to look at what were the reasons they gave are these issues happening in that environment? Insecurity, if poverty, these things, corruption. Yes. If these things are happening, can these people still be called Democrats? If they are not Democrats and they are removed, should we be crying that Democrats has been removed? If we are crying it, it will not be because Democrats has been removed, but because another injustice has also been infested on the people. When we make this demarcation, it will be very easy for us to discuss it further. Why would people come present themselves if um, I see anybody on military uniform and um, is arrested and eventually they find out that this person is not a military person, they call him what? An impersonator. Why should people impersonate? There are basic attributes of Democrats. When it is not there and they are not the things you are exhibiting, why is it that the society does not look at them as impostors? Why is it that we don't look at them as impersonators? We continue to address them as Democrats. When they hold office and they are not doing what Democrats are doing. If that is what we do, when a thing like this happens, like the military coming over, uh, taking over, do we also say that Democrats have come to take over? I don't support the military coming in because even the action they've carried out is not a military assignment. Mm. Their duty is defined in our constitution. Is it what they have done? Can we see a situation where, as things are going, military as an institution says, I'm interested in such a matter, whether in the court or whatever, and they come out and say things as it is. You can't defend the same people. You can't do things that 
pro, uh, stop Nigerians from knowing the truth. And one day you rise because when you go into office, it will favor you and favor your acolytes. Then you say you have overthrown the government and then you begin to give reasons. These reasons are germane. These reasons are what is happening. What is but your duty should be to tell the masses, bring it out. The masses who have elected these people, I don't think that they have, that they have seen this overwhelming evidence will not do anything. Our system have a, a procedure that somebody can be recalled. It's provided that somebody can be impeached. But when you don't have the overwhelming evidence, you may not be able to do this. So if they are truly representing the people and doing what they are supposed to do, it is not to take over the government. But they should be able to bring out those facts they know is corruption. Where whoever, even the government in power, will not be able to incontrovert it. They bring out the issues of corruption, the issues of the people are already mm. aware. Is it that the military as an institution in that place, they don't know the people who are killing, they don't know the people who are committing this. If you have it, bring it to the public. That is when you will be doing your job as a military institution. Taking over the government is not part of it by my own mm. reckoning. Uh, nicely put. Uh, you know, Niger is one of the world's poorest countries. It has a population of somewhere around 27.3 million, I, I think, according to the UN estimation. And they have like one of the richest reserves in uranium. They have gold, they have uh, iron ore, they have uh, phosphate. And yet, people, they, they've just been in, you know, backwardness. They've not really seen the dividends of having these natural resources. And so some of the reasons they reeled are like you've right, rightly mentioned, corruption and uh, insecurity is also one of those you know, reasons they mentioned. And we know that that country is not the only country on the military rule right now in West Africa. We know that there are like four countries. And if care is not taken, it might increase. And the we saw Sierra Leone recently. They averted, you know, an attempted coup. The reason some of these African leaders are speaking heavily against what has happened in Niger is not because deep inside of them, they are doing it because they want the people of that uh, country to benefit from the rich resources of that uh, country. It is because they too are afraid that this kind of thing might also happen in their own environment. And if truly this is their fear, it is expected that they should be able to deploy the, right the resources of the people to the point that it begins to benefit the people. When you itemize the things, uh, the deposits that are there in Niger, is it that they are not being tapped? Hmm. Those things are being tapped. Yeah. Whom are they colluding with? The rich people. The Nigerians. I mean, immediately after the, the, the coup in, in, in the Nigerian Republic, they stopped the export of uranium to France. For now. Yes. For now. <laughs> For now. Because if it continues, it's not the same people who have come to power that will benefit. Mm. All they are it's doing now is to cut off the other people so that these new, new people, people will be the ones who will benefit. It cannot be that these resources will be redirected for the benefit of the masses. Mm. I can say that Nigerians as individuals are very rich people. Going by the things they do to survive from January to December, as individuals, they are rich. As the nation, they are poor. And why are they poor? Because few individuals have become the institution. The few individuals has become the country. When you mention Niger, I can tell you you are not talking about the common people. There are few individuals. And if you say citizens of this country should come out, the way they will even look at other people will tell you that they've never counted them as citizens. So it's the few of them that has been benefited that see themselves as individuals. And we cannot continue to see things go this way and feel 
that some people will not, after seeing what is happening, gang up and decide to uh, overthrow the government in power. And I can tell you that if this thing continues, even though some of them that they've removed, somewhere from behind they will still reward them because they will still be part of what is happening. So the people that will be perpetually underserved will continuously be the uh, citizens of uh, Niger. Nigeria, in particular, must learn from what is happening and immediately. Now people say uh, they've discussed with labor and uh, there is no strike. For me, that is even the worst time. If anybody is close to those in power, this is a time that they have to look inwards and come out with policies, with programs that people will see and say, oh, let us give little more time. Otherwise, it might not be uh, the military that will come out. It might be individuals. And once this group of people go into the street, returning them because there is no definite place that they are coming back from, sending them back is more of a huge problem. Mm. It should be something we should really avoid. And since we have the time now. Well, do you see the use of threat uh, or force by the African Union or ECOWAS as a good way of, you know, nipping the insurrection or throwing Africa into a dangerous war zone that we really even can't afford right now? It is what is in the people that comes out. If these people who are talking about force have something beneficial, I can tell you that the masses will, even be, will be seeing it until it gets to this point. The only language they speak when they relate with the people is the language of force. The only language they have now is still the language of force. Now that they've come out with force, which is even interesting, because some of the things that are happening is showing that they've even disgraced themselves. If they had something better that they had offered before getting to the point, after force, what next? If they had something else, they would have given it. The use of force in any situation will not be something that I, as an individual, will for any reason support. What has happened is a military intervention. By intervening to stop an ongoing process, we all condemn it. If the other people are also coming with force, I will also, at the moment, condemn it. If they are able to marshal out some reasons and empower the citizens to take action, the action could be that they will do, uh, follow a process of trying possibly to recall their government, or they may say, we will not sleep until this government in power leaves. There are other civil actions that can be taken. And if these leaders are very responsible, we should see them do such demonstration. Whenever they see the people in the streets, they undermine such. They don't understand that as leaders who have failed, that the citizens are teaching them. Now that something has touched them, they are speaking in force. Why is it that when the citizens react in force, they condemn the citizens? If they expect the people to behave in a civil manner, it is also expected that now that something is touching them, they should also behave in a civil manner. By not doing that, they have already failed. And I don't see this force, this threat, yielding anything. They've threatened and the man is maintaining his position. At the end of the day, who will die? The man will send other people to the field. They too will send other people to the field. Depending how the pressure is, that is what will determine whether they will back out or him himself will back out. But I can assure you that these leaders who are talking, none of them will die. Well, how do you feel about uh, the sanctions? You know, we've talked about the use of force, but 
the government have said, the echoes have said, oh, that is, you know, a later option. But, you know, they've imposed certain sanctions on them, uh, like cutting off electricity, which they rely for like about 70% of, you know, electricity that Niger consumes comes from Nigeria. If they cut off electricity and they call it uh, sanctions, has Nigerians not been on sanction on electricity and the fuel? So which sanctions are we talking about? Nigerians that were buying fuel at how much now buys it at what? They didn't call the removal of subsidies sanction. Is it not a sanction on Nigerians? How did we gather to agree on this? What procedures did we agree? Yes, removal of subsidy, a leadership may do it. But there are things that we follow. Just because those things are not happening in Niger, that's why we are calling it sanction. Nigerians has been on sanction by two months plus. The Niger people is just there for how many days? And already their own is focused. Has the same leadership, for example, in Nigeria, who is seeing these as sanctions, understood that they've placed sanction on Nigerians for two months now? What are the excuses they are bringing out? If we are going to focus on sanction, we will ask our leaders here, why have we been on this sanction? What has made it bad? Have you been having electricity the way you should? Have you, you not been paying? Nigerians who are buying fuel at the exorbitant price, are those people who are there, either in NMPC and other places, not making huge amount of money? When a government came to power, or the previous government, they say we are removing this because we are paying exorbitantly to people who don't know. Who should know those people? We have come to a point where when government sees uh, citizens, who are behaving in a manner that on no account should be seen as doing anything apart from illegal. They, they corner cut. When they move, they begin to bring out policies. This thing has been coming for how many years? Who are these individuals? You are not touching them. You are not telling Nigerians who they are. If you can't touch them, tell Nigerians who they are. Let Nigerians see how they can handle them. You are not doing that. You cut corner. The people who are enjoying, you say you've taken it away from them and then you put Nigerians under well, punishment. You've not told us who the people are and because now you are telling us there is sanction. Ideally, how it works, the system works for accountability and transparency is when someone commits a crime, it's because it's a crime, that person should be punished. That person should be punished and you can't punish whom we don't know. First, before anybody is punished, that person must be known so that we know when you are telling us there is punishment. The people we now know is the same person that they already know, that you've told them is the person that is being punished. For example, if they say, Chizoba have done this and this Christie that is punished, is being punished, <laughs> that is not punishment. So we are not only interested about punishment, continues. but we want to know who the person yes. who committed the crime first and then the punishment. And we confirm that it's that person that is um, serving the punishment. As it is now, you just told us this thing has been removed and now Nigerians are the ones suffering. We can't even imagine whether that person you are targeting is suffering. So Nigerians are the ones we know for now that are suffering. What discussing the issue of uh, sanction in uh, Niger, I don't see it. Nigerians are under sanction. What they have done is just to punish the common citizen of common citizens of the Niger Republic. Most of these rich, I can tell you, the same day they will order for generators. And their generators may be on from that day to today. Who are the people suffering it? Whom are they sanctioning? It is not the Niger uh, rich people, but the common uh, citizens of Niger. Well, before we open up the phone lines, let me just quickly ask you this. I mean, since the the military junta took over in Niger, we've seen the U.S. president, you know, uh, Biden come, you know, call 
Nigeria Republic junta to release President Bazoum immediately. They've condemned that act. Uh, we've also seen Russia advising ECOWAS against military intervention in that country and saying that it will not help uh, so far. And the question now is, what will be your assessment of Russia and the West? Their uh, interest and opposing positions on coups in West Africa in general. Okay. If we talk about the mineral deposits in that country and they are rich to the point that people are supposed to be living well and they are not living well and obviously there are people benefiting from such. We begin to look at, we begin to search who are the likely people benefiting from this? Who are the people that have the capacity to explore far better than what is happening that are deposits in that area? If we beam our satellite, the likelihood that these areas you mentioned may be great uh, beneficiaries. And there are times when people strike this way. Personally, I feel that they also have support from somewhere. People travel, people get contract, people do all manners of discussions. Maybe somebody has traveled somewhere and he says, if you happen to find yourself in this way, so they see what we will do. And if such happens, of course, when a team is trying to frustrate such things, those people will also want to play a role. Africa, West Africa, we have been people who have undermined and undervalued who we are. We have always seen ourselves as people who cannot achieve much unless you are leaning on the West, you are leaning on certain individuals. But in actual sense, some of us have seen them coming here, whom they call their experts, and work with Nigerian experts. Nigerians have also gone there to school. There are cases where Nigerians confessed and they come distant fourth, distant sixth, and at the end of the day, such people emerge as leaders in their own country. Whereas those ones who came first, who are Nigerians, are not even reputed. They are not recognized. Nobody knows anything about them. It is not that these people have more capacity than Nigerians, but that our system have continued to make it difficult for people who have capacity to come up. And when these things are happening, the leaders there who cannot even do much, apart from what they are getting from places like Africa, it's not as if they've developed their own environment, but they have easy wealth that our leaders are pushing for them, which they are using. And here we will recognize them as leaders. The Russians, as far as I'm concerned, they have their interest, and that interest is not for the benefit of the people. When a coup is organized, if you release the leader, is it likely there's going to be a problem in that society that will make it difficult for the people who have overthrown the government? I think it is. It is when they know that they have taken over total control, including the places that if this person is out of, um, held by the authorities, whatever they will do will not have any force. That is when they will release them. Whether America is making their call or not, I don't think the man is going to yield. And we need to see and hear their voice more when things are going bad and the people has not been overthrown. A lot of things are happening in our own country. We want to hear their voice more. We want to see them speak. We want to see them bring out information. As uh, a country that is sovereign, we don't expect them to intervene. But if there are information that they have, why not they push it? We have a lot of educated people. Nigeria have about how many universities? There is no information you will drop that you will not see intelligent people who will use it and even call the authorities and say, see this, let us dialogue. Let us discuss about it. Why are they holding such information? Let them release if they don't want bloodshed, if they don't want some people kept on conditions that are not proper. A lot of Nigerians are in the same situation 
that this president of uh, the state president of NEJ is into now. Some Nigerians in their house, some Nigerians, the authorities are keeping there. I can tell you there might be people whom the government is keeping that the common citizens are not aware. But they, as international communities, might be aware of certain. It is not only when it did not um, benefit the leadership in power in a particular place, they now begin to speak. Whatever made these people, this army overthrew the government in Niger. These people that are calling, they knew. Why have they not been saying it? I am not supporting them keeping him, but they too should know that Nigerians, Africans, and West Africans are not dollars. That when they speak, the era for any time they speak, we say he has spoken. We have a lot of Bidens in Nigeria, people who will occupy that same position in America and move their economy far better than what their president is doing now. So they don't just speak and we say America has spoken. Let them do, do the right thing and Nigerians will applaud them. Thank you very much. That is uh, Mr. Nabugu Chizoba. He's a public affairs analyst and development consultant. We've been talking and looking into the issues, you know, happening in Niger Republic and how it relates to the whole of the West of Africa. And uh, we'll be opening the phone lines and uh, let's have your contributions also on social media. You can drop your messages on Facebook and Twitter. Let's hear what your take is. On. We've dropped a message there. And when you call, please try to be temperate, try to be uh, detached emotions and, you know, let's have a meaningful conversation together. The numbers to call 090556 in four places, 99 or 081218, seven in five places. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning, my sister. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. What's your name? Uh, this is Oh, Jude, let's beginning. have your contribution, Jude. My sister, what I have to say this morning is that as the guest in the house, I already said, hmm. when a serious bondage in this country, we suffer that this government of the day people Nigerians, honestly speaking, is already out of hand. And uh, the truth of the matter, we can imagine. C can you move away from your radio, please? I've done that. Uh, what I have to say is that uh, imagine like governor, former governor of Plateau State, with the kind of money that is missing in the force of Plateau State, they still get him commissioner or minister. Uh, if he's if in a developed war, this kind of thing would have happened. You are already you're supposed to face, face account for what you, for complete eight years. You're supposed to give account. You understand? But at the end of the day, they still decided to give him appointment or minister or whatever. It's very, very unfortunate. And again, in issue of Niger, the president himself supposed to fix Nigeria first before I, I, I try to make peace in another country. This Nigeria, Nigeria we are in today, there's no peace in Nigeria. Go to Southeast, insecurity. Go to Northwest, North Central, insecurity. Has he fixed all those problems? He's trying to go and fix another country's problem. Remove what is in your eye face before removing another face. Oh, God bless you, my sister. Thank you so much, Jude. Hello. Okay, do try to call us. Uh, 090556 in four places. Nine, nine. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. What's your name? My name is now for good calling from Dogon Let's have your contribution. Thank, 
Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate what your guest said. He has said it all. But the, the truth is always better. The I didn't get you quite clearly, but I just want to be sure I heard you right. You're addressing the president of the Federal yeah, Republic of Nigeria. Yes. No, I'm talking about the Niger. That is, I'm talking about the Niger. Okay, what they okay. are going to do in Niger, the Niger, what they are going to do there is not going to be a friendly to us because we are bothered with Niger. Whatsoever, aside this fight, assuming they are going to fight Niger, we are going to receive the consequences after the war. Because first, we have a refugee in Nigeria, secondly, we have also this kind of terrorism and other things in into Nigeria. But I'm calling that we should have a good relationship. Let's do it in a diplomatic way. These white men are always saying that this and that for the Niger. And when these, our leaders are not doing the right thing, have they ever called the attention that telling me that what you are doing is wrong? Let me tell you what Niger has eaten to now. Also, events that come to us that cause this, Nigeria will assess the same thing. But the Nigerian leaders are just fine, and then it's called, they are just gay, so that the people of Nigeria should not be kind of so much emotion to what is happening in Nigeria. Nigerian people are united. I just watched it on a national television, let me you know, international television today, and the Nigerian people are supporting these soldiers. Because democracy is not good for the Africa. We should find another system of government. God bless you. God bless Nigeria. Thank, thank you so much. You know what he, what he just what he just said just re reminded me of what Colonel Obayemi Dari retired said. He said, "No military coup has ever succeeded without the input of civilians. That all military coups are a product of civilian inclusive plan." And uh, it just it's scary when I saw some of the videos online of what, you know, the reaction of the civilians in that country, knowing that democracy, as we know it in Niger, is at a standstill. Yeah, um, the people feel that they will get relief. They, before now, had expected that the democratic government would give them a clear direction. This is not happening. And it is not as if this military will give them the hope that they are expecting. But for now, uh, when you live on hope, um, your life is uh, a bit better than when as, uh, you don't have hope at all. I guess under the civilian regime, they don't have any hope. They now think that this military will give them hope. But again, the military is a type of government that caged the people. When you are caged, you do nothing. But again, you ask, even in the democracy we are having, are their effort not to cage the people. It's just because certain laws uh, bar them from doing certain things to individuals who speak. And so, there has so been occasion. It's a mixed democracy. And they still the same people that uh, come together. Those people who don't believe in real democracy, when they meet with the army who don't believe in the army, they have another government which we call overthrow mm. of the government in power. We've seen what happened in Burkina Faso. I mean, uh, the current uh, president there after the military took over, before him, the person there before him was removed in a coup. And it's just the process. So if we don't get to a point where we handle this, like you've said, look at the root causes and move forward, we'll just be running a circle of, you know, coup after coup, even in countries that even have the military rule. Yeah. And that is why I say, even those people who have taken over, they are not, they are not military. They should be treated as people who are not military. 
they should be treated as criminals. The same way these people who come into power and pretend to be Democrats mm. should also be treated as people who have deceived the people. If this is what is happening, before anybody comes out to contest for any position, the person will ask himself whether in body and mind I have prepared to do what this system says should be done. We condemn them as people who overthrow the government. We condemn them as people who are not military. The same way we are condemning our own people who have emerged in government, who are not Democrats. So that when we talk about democracy and we talk about Democrats, something should come to our mind that we are not talking about certain people even when they are in occupying democratic uh, position. Until we get to that point, these people will never see themselves as people who are occupying position. Some people may say, if I use the word illegally, that it is wrong. But I'm using illegally in the context of the fact that you know that this is what the system says. You only deceive the people. You came in out of deception and you know you are not operating within that line. To me, as far as that continues to happen, whether the person is a governor, is a a member of the legislature or wherever, that person is a criminal because he has deceived the people. Unless he came during campaign, I tell the people, I will never re re um, recognize this thing you call democracy. I will never, the person says it because I don't believe in it. And then people go ahead to vote them. That is when such a person may not have been said to have behaved illegally. And that will be after the people have observed that he didn't rig the election. Mm. Let's have some more calls and then... Hello. Hello? Good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, Your name, name or where are you calling, calling from? from? My name is Stephen. I'm calling from Peringara. All right, let's, hear, let, let's have your take. Okay, uh, I want, want to say something about the school that is here. Could you be a little uh, bit audible? I'm, okay, uh, my, my name is Stephen. I'm calling from Peringara. Yeah, let's have your take. Okay, I just want to say something about the school that is here. All right. Usually, they don't say anything when the corruption is going on. I just learned this morning in the news that from 2010 to 2020, Nigeria has spent about 11 trillion naira on maintenance of refinery that doesn't even produce a drop of oil. ECOWAS is not talking now. With all of the corruption that are going on, ECOWAS will not talk. Let me tell you, all these African leaders that are talking, they are talking not because they mean well for the masses, because the coup is drawing closer to them and they want to fight it. So, I, 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 I'm one of the of Africa should look in what to see the kind of system of government that will fit them. Is this democracy, let us take an introspective look, look, look at ourselves. Is this democracy really helping us? We have countries that are practicing monarchy. Look at Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is not a democratic country, but they are doing well. So this democracy is not a system of government that is favoring the masses. It is an elitist system of government that is very cumbersome, that is very expensive to run, that, that encourages corruption. See, it's better we actually take a look at ourselves and then look at the system of government that will fit us as, as, as Africans. That was my question. Thank you. Thank you. Let's speak another call then, maybe respond to some Hello. 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 Are you there? Good morning. Hello. 
Good morning. Yeah, good morning, my brother. My brother, uh, my sister, I'm mm. uh, This is God speaking from self. On the power issue, uh, sorry, on the legal issue, mm. we understand that uh, coup has been taking place not once or twice. I think such a country is supposed to be to be taught a lesson. Well, democracy and every country is accepting democracy worldwide. Every country is accepting democracy. Democracy has, has come to stay in every country. Anybody who does not support democracy is any, any of democracy. If people talk of what is happening in Nigeria, time, many times experience here in Nigeria, when many, many, many military people overtook government, you are, you are coming. What do we achieve from that? One of the head of state that uh, overthrew this government, overthrew the government of Nigeria, even either, either whatever they, they say, they were handed hand over to themselves. Let me even say it about Abaka. We knew um, um, many currencies were being received from him. And through his money, we are busy to solve our problems. What are we talking about? Somebody will say that the civilian government or democracy government is better than military government. That the worst that, that the, the military government is worse than the civilian government or democratic government. If military is in government, to have seen it here, and not majority of majority people that are talking didn't witness it. At the age of fire, if you are 30 or 35 or 40, you didn't witness it. This is a democracy of military government, military government that has come in power in Nigeria. You or even this discussion we are talking here with your studio. In fact, they will seal it up and pick you up. Nobody talks about their government. Nobody discuss about military government. When they are in government, that kind of a thing we shouldn't experience it here in Nigeria. It's dead and it's dead completely in Jesus' name. Something we should not experience. You have no freedom. Freedom to talk, freedom to expression is not there. And you are you somebody is encouraging it. You must be enemy of Nigeria, you must be enemy of democracy, anybody that is paid. But it's just something. You understand me? We should all team up to make Nigeria work. Not because your party is not there, it's because a problem. You should come up with the federal government and let Nigeria work. Mm. That is the beauty of democracy. Thank you. If you find an election, you will eat other days are there, other years are there. Not to, to pull the country down. And when we talk of Russia, who is Russia to America? America, they are regarded as a superpower. It's just unfortunate that the man that is there called Biden is making America to be a, to be a, a, weak, a, a weak country or a weak leader in America. Thank you. Thank it's the time of, uh, what do you call it, this, this man that was there before. With all these things that like, happened, it will never happen. We have experienced it before. You have the former, the former uh, the president of America that is not contesting now. I pray the people should open their, America should open their eyes and relate him. You are coming. Thank, thank you so much. You need to round up, sir. We shall have the to work. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution. This is someone that is really vexed by the whole situation and is just trying to, you know, let this team off. Um, let me take a few messages and then probably respond to some of those, you know, callers that have spoken. This one's from Albert Akaya Daxa. He says, we all know that gross violation of rule of law, corruption, hardship, bad governance is the bedrock upon which allows for the enthronement of military takeover. Our democracies shouldn't be, paste, shouldn't be pasted as, shouldn't be precise, we shouldn't be copy and pasted from advanced democracies. We should paste it according to how it will work for us. I pray it ends where it is before it's spread. 
to all Africa. Good morning. Thank you for that message. This one is from Dimas Bala. He says, a lack of go good governance is the major reason why democracy is failing in West Africa. NLC protest was for the interest of their members, not for the general public. Algerians will soon embark on their protest for the current hardship. The second batch of the ministerial list, more especially the Lalong and Co., is the rewards for failure. The status quo has not changed. Uh, this one is from Ayadele Agbabiaka. He says, we need leaders that have compassion on their country to overcome all this bad governance. Well, let's just have you respond to some of those calls that we've had and then pick a few more calls again and then we round up. Okay. Uh, one thing that we can read from the voice, whether uh, the voice in support of um, uh, coup cool. or not in support of coup, is that there is anger. The people who are speaking with anger, something is responsible for it. And I don't think that even any caller or myself in the studio have supported military takeover. Mm -hmm. I even said that those who took over are not military and they are not. And those who called, yes. What I'm saying and which I will continue to reinforce is the fact that people should not come under democracy and not respect the democratic structures. People should not come under the guise of uh, government of the people, by the people, and for, for the, the people. people. And they now remove the P in that, which is the people. Once they do that, they no longer qualify to be addressed as Democrats. And when they do that, they are inviting their likes. When that their likes comes, the only thing is that they come with superior force. And that superior force will unseat them. Those people unseat them because the masses still respect them. But those ones no longer respect them. The ones that are arrested and them, they are bad people. If the military want to do their work, once these leaders are not doing right, what makes the military is that they should be able to see ahead, see afar, and they begin to caution the people. How do they caution the people and the leaders? By bringing out information that the people need to take decisions that will not destabilize the system. Once they are unable to do that, on no account should they rise to take over the government. Once they do that, they should be handled as people who are criminals. These same people who are under democracy, if our system is working, our law for now say for the executive, they cannot be tried while they are in government. When they are out of government, they should be tried, and those of them who are criminal should also receive the same treatment. If things are working this way, I can assure you that people will have hope. There will be a huge difference between what people call military rule and what people call the present democracy of Nigeria. Without that, the two are the same. Nigerians don't want them. Niger people don't want them. What they want is a system that works. And I can tell you, there is nothing that goes by a name. It is not the name of government that you call that makes it work. It is what the people who saddle the office of governance does. I can tell you, if any military man comes in and decides to respect the tenets of democracy, before you know it, people will say that military is good. So it is not in the name. It is in what the people are doing. And we have capable people in this country. If things are done very well, Niger people also have such people. If the structures are there, I can very tell you efficient. that some of these people who emerge as the leaders and destroy democracy in West Africa and Africa and other places, they will not even near. They will not even campaign because when they go on campaign, people won't even listen to them. But because the present structure of West Africa, Africa and some other places still benefit the bad people, they are the ones who emerge and what they do is not democracy. Mm. Let's just pick a few calls and... Uh...
please make it brief, 30 seconds to help make your point and move on. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name yes. or where you call? Um, my name is Stanley. My name is Stanley and I'm calling from British Area. Great to have you on the show, Stanley. Let's have your contribution. Okay. Um, I, I just listened to one of the callers now. Mm. And then he said that, uh, that democracy is practiced all over the world. That's a wrong. That's a wrong one. It's a wrong one. China does not practice democracy. Every country, every country, country know what is good for their people. Because if you're talking about democracy now, when you say it is for the people, by the people, by the, all these are bullshit. Let me tell you something. Uh, language, you language, style, like. Oh, I'm, 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 so or... I, I'm so sorry about it. I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. I put out. Now, now, let me tell you something. We've had, we've had all these coups in Africa. And Africa has become a problem of the world. Africa has become a problem of the world. The fact is that each country will have to fathom what is good for her people. Democracy is not working in Africa. It is not working in Nigeria. Look at Nigerians. Look at Nigerians. Look at how they were they took up in the streets. And they were so happy because a dictatorial democracy is what is impacted there. This is losing Africa. Today in Nigeria, people are hungry. People are going about hungry. For goodness sake, what, what kind of a democracy is this? What kind of democracy is this? Recycling the old, 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 old criminals. appeal to you to it's not working here. use a more working temperate here. and more... Please, it's not working here. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll pick a last call and that'll be it for the show this morning. Good morning. Hello? You have 30 Hello, seconds. Morning. You have 30 seconds to make your point. Okay, ask him Moses Talis of Bukuru. Great have, to have you. My take this morning is that uh, we should learn to to support the present leaders and forget about these past leaders. All we are saying is that uh, we should pray for where we are, just like Plato State, to pray for the governor of Plato State, for him and God alone to intervene into the the issue of that is going on in Plato State. So I pray so. Because those that are protected, they are protected for their interests. They are not protected for the masses. Because maybe it doesn't favor them. That's why they are protected. For how long? How, 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 how did they intervene in the issue of the masses? So is it now that, that they removed the first subsidy that uh, they will now start to protest? Who are the cause of all this problem? They are the cause. So I advise them they should do the necessary thing and forget them about sentiment. Thank you very much. I remember you. Thank you very much for that call. That will be our last call for this morning because we've run out of time. Um, uh, maybe just respond to some of those things and then your final take on, you know, what would be your advice for our leaders and Nigerians in general Okay, um, thank you. Uh, as per the response of the last person to the call before that he responded to, if we put it in context, I don't think that that person was saying that democracy operates everywhere in the world. Even while he was talking, he alluded to the fact of monarchy. Monarchy is not um, a democratic uh, system. And uh, again, as to people protest or not protest, 
people have every right to protest. People protest when they don't feel favored. What kind of favor are these people asking for? Is it a favor that is due to them? Are they asking for what is not their right? Whether you call it labor, whether you call it any group, whatever they are protesting, if it is what is within the context of their rights, on no account should anybody deny them their right, and no account should anybody stop them from protesting. When a party is in power, like here we've not even discussed anything about party in power, the issue is that whether it's this party or the other party, are the people still feeling hungry? If they are feeling hungry, they have every right to point it out. And as for people protesting or supporting the government in power, we've seen it in Nigeria. The same people that rejoiced when the military took over, we are still the same people that complained simply because the government was not giving them what they needed. As per my final word, I would say that citizens must realize that they are the real owners of the nation. The institution, the president, the governors, and all of them that are in power, whether elected or appointed, is occupying, are the offices owned by Nigerians. The real owners of the office are Nigerians. And whenever they want to speak, they should be firm. They should not spread rumor. A lot of things people see on the social media may not be right. But people can step out. Send one of your, your, your types to go and meet, if it's the governor, if it's the elected person. If all of you cannot go, select two or three people. Mm. Let them go. Get the information. So that when we speak, we say, he said we presented this. And when they know that people are already doing that, I can tell you that the number of times they go on air, the kind of things they say, they will know that people are now ready right. to check them. That is what the people did in this past election. Anybody that has passed a, uh, contested the election in the past, we tell you that this one, this particular one was not easy. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Uh, today we'll be, we just look generally at, you know, happenings in the Niger Republic and why, you know, democracy seems to be, you know, failing in West Africa. And uh, we've seen, you know, how the West, the, I mean, ECOWAS has, you know, st stood firm to say, oh, that will not be encouraged. And they've given a six, uh, an August 6th ultimatum that uh, Bazoum should be, you know, returned uh, to power in that country. A delegation has been sent by ECOWAS, you know, is headed by Abd, uh, Abdul Abubakar to negotiate with the soldiers there. We'll be waiting to see the outcome of, we've been following since yesterday, we've been waiting to see the outcome of that and hopefully something positive comes out. I'm Christy Pamakut, and I've had with me Mr. Nabugu Chizoba. He's a public affairs analyst and a development consultant on the show. Thank you so much for being part of it. Good morning. Say three people, no fee stamp two two. Now all of us gather get this country, plus including the about uh, 29 million of us will be persons with disability. Our law for Nigeria talk say people with disability they get right to they get right to education, employment, health care, social security, access to public places and transportation, plus including freedom from discrimination. In fact, yeah, five percent for public worker must to be people with disability. You know, if refuse them work on top, say they get disability or any Company or office where they do that, the fine now 500,000 naira. You, self, do what you feel to make this law cash well, well for our country. Make your office and environment they accessible, inclusive, make it they conducive. I beg make this country they really well for our people. Them will be persons with disability. 
na SPPG Diversity, Inclusion and Social Justice Capstone Group bring una this message where Accountability Lab Nigeria supports them. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 